0: Hi, my name's Rob Pine. I am the champion of the underdog. Thank you for coming to my new podcast, which you will hear regularly. I'll be talking to my friends, Anthony, Mick, and anyone else who listens about all this shit that is going down. Hi, comrades. For our progressive reading of the week this week, we go again to Counterpunch, and we're looking at the capitalism of sport. This week's article is entitled, Six Love, Naomi Osaka, Defying Capitalist Decadence in Sport. By Consol Tlan. The respected footballer activist Socrates is reputed to have once said, I'm not a footballer, I'm a human being. With these words, but more importantly the political stances he took and practical actions he got involved in, Socrates defined the growing image during his playing days of the professional footballer as a pliable instrument of the a cumulus field of sports marketing. Traceable to the late 1870s when the tobacco industry began to invest in baseball through to the 1930s when television broadcasting produced the first millionaire sportspersons, sports marketing has all but corrupted what began millennia ago as a form of relaxation, especially for the underclass. Sport. While earning the respect of many, the insistence by Socrates to be treated as a human being were bound to fall on deaf ears. The confluence of media corporations, especially television, sponsors and advertising, and greedy administrators, all marshaled by sports marketing companies and agents, has led to the replacement of relaxation and social cohesion, which is what sport was all about, with the dominance of financial interests. It is against this background that Naomi Osaka's conflict with the moguls at the French Open after she refused to participate in press conferences has to be understood. Stating her reasons as the punishing nature of press conferences and how, how they can destroy players, Osaka revealed that she had been going through depression before withdrawing from the tournament, of course not before she was fined $15,000, surely as an attempt to coerce her to continue enduring the spectacle. It may be pleasing that many expressed support for her brave stance, surely support from Serena Williams and Novak Djokovic meant a lot to the young player and sent a message to the tennis moguls that they should treat players as human beings first before anything else. But this will not stop the rot in professional sport in general, whose roots have gone too deep. Modern sport is but a revival of ancient barbarism that sees elites exploiting and corrupting human physical abilities. In a 2018 article, Anna McCulloch quotes Oscar Robertson, a former student-athlete and first president of the NBA Players Association, comparing modern sportspersons to gladiators. Student-athletes are treated like gladiators, revered by fans and coveted by NCAA member institutions for their ability to produce revenue, but ultimately viewed as disposable commodities. They are given no ability to negotiate the contents of their scholarships often punished severely for even the smallest NCAA violations and discarded in the event they suffer major injuries. Professional sportspersons are indeed treated as gladiators whose sole role has been reduced to entertaining the cheering crowds, all to the total disregard of the sportspersons self-actualization and well-being. Like gladiators, whose primary role was to entertain the ruthless emperor and his royal cohorts with cheering crowds serving only as sound effects and visual props, modern sportspersons are indirectly in the employee of sports marketing companies who make billions of dollars from bringing together the administrators, sponsors and advertisers, and broadcasters, each of these making further billions of dollars out of the sweat of other human beings. Osaka may not have the same level of political awareness that Socrates had, however her actions expose the ruthlessness and greed of the interests that control sport, and for that, her stance should be commended. Sponsors and advertisers pour billions of dollars into the multiple platforms at the games so that their brands may be showcased before, during and after the matches. These range from naming rights, mentions in the corporate media, and airtime on television stations in the form of touchline billboards and media walls and bottles of beverage, which are compulsorily visual features at all the press conferences. For these companies, press conferences serve as a major marketing platform to reach billions of of audiences, read customers, across the world. For the anchor broadcasters, press conferences serve as sources of billions of dollars in revenue generated through subscriptions and advertisements as well as from the sale of rebroadcasting rights to other broadcasters. In turn, the latter broadcasters also rake in further billions of dollars from local advertisers who understand the value of primetime television during major matches and following press conferences, in all these, it is the interests of capital that is primary, and not those of sportspersons and fans. The recent attempt to create the European Super League was a clear example of the decadent state of sports marketing, with little regard for their loyal fans, who would not, who could not afford distant travel, where the clubs would play, and could be deprived of regular local fixtures. The only interest for the clubs that sought to form the ill-fated league was to increase their earnings on the basis of their selling power. Perhaps the most desperate, reckless and decadent element of modern day sport is displayed by the insistence of the organisers of the Tokyo Olympics that the Games will proceed despite the fact that 80% of Japanese people are opposed to their hosting under the current COVID-19 conditions. The sole interest for those at the helm is to secure the billions of dollars that are at stake from broadcasters, sponsors and advertisers. Least on the concerns for the organisers of the Tokyo Olympics is the health of the human beings who will be participating as athletes during the Games, and the fact that the whole of humanity across the world may suffer worse as the Games may prove to be a global super spreader event, let alone the impact on all Japanese people themselves. Save for the activism by fans who stopped the creation of the European Super League, the elite interests that control professional sport continue to do as they wish due to various reasons. Central to all this is the hegemony of capital and its corrupting nature over almost all sporting activities. Relatedly, the ingrained individualism that results from the capitalist ethos where sports people see themselves as brands and not as human beings as Socrates would have wished. Like gladiators, they are made to continue to compete and render a spectacle with little regard to their physical and mental well-being. The result of all these is that sports is now a new opiate. Those who would fight alongside conscientious sports people like Asaka and could invoke the activism of Socrates Socrates, the fans themselves seem to have resigned themselves to the decay that is set into sport. Unfortunately, activist groups also seem to have long abandoned sport as an arena of struggle. Thus, like Socrates when he left Brazil, to protest to, to protest to ply his on schools skills in Italy, but returned to an unchanged home country. Osaka may have withdrawn from the French Open. She will, however, return like a gladiator to another Grand Slam tournament where the rules remain the same, where players will be paraded in front of branded touchlines and media walls for the elite crowds who cheer them on, not because they love them as human beings, but because they serve as a spectacle. To change the decadent trajectory of professional sport, the stance taken by Osaka and the support expressed by her fellow players and fans broadly should be used as a platform for a renewed activism against the hegemony of capital over human creativity and physical prowess. Ultimately, we should see other human beings, not just sports people. That's by Lakashi consol Tulan who works for the University of South Africa. He can be reached at c-o-n-s-o-l-e dot t-l-e-a-n-e at gmail.com and uh, what an interest, interesting, uh, interesting article on how the the insidious nature of capitalism um, infects all elements of society including that, um, that we used to regard as uh, quite a pure, noble um, endeavour, that of sport. Um, capitalism corrupts everything if we let it but comrades uh, we must take our stands wherever we can uh, to not let that happen so i hope you enjoyed that uh, and if you do watch tennis pay an eye out to naomi osaka it's wonderful to see a sports person who is uh, who is a human being and who stands up um, for those who are disadvantaged good on you naomi osaka and well written article there uh, that was published in Counterpunch. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Look forward to um, talking to you all again next week. Bye for now.